0: This portion of the Cliff Notes podcast is brought to you by Tolly and Associates, Bard's Roofing, Adams Bar and Grill, David Jin Showbro, Robert Stacia Studer, Patrick Lyle, Little Caesars of Saint Joseph, The High Ho Bar and Grill, Weaver Overhead Door, Scott Hudson from Reese Nichols Eyed Capital Realty, Chad and Kay Lewis, Miljavik Electric, Aaron and Josh Perry, Janelle Gladwell of Lightstar Financial, J.C.'s Hardwood Floors. Ingalls Plumbing and Excavating LLC, Musser Construction, Hickson-Klein Funeral Home LLC, KT Logistics LLC, Cutting Edge Commercial Cleaning, Preferred Lighting Protection, and St. Joseph Basketball Academy and Heath Dudley. Thank you guys so much for your support and contribution to the podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome everybody to the Clifton's podcast. I'm your host, Clifton Grooms. Um, we are here at a hotel in Springfield, Missouri, as we wrap up coverage of day one of the Misha Show Me Showdown, which is also known as the class one, two, and three. Final four matchups for both the boys and the girls. Um, We will recap the day that both Platte Valley teams had here in just a second as well as look ahead to Friday as we get you set for Platte Valley's games on Friday, get you set for the LeBlanc girls and the Plattsburgh boys' semifinal games, and we'll also get you set up for the Lafayette Boys' Class 4 quarterfinal game as well. We'll do all that here in just a second. Without further ado, let's go ahead and let's get started on tonight's show. The Platte Valley girls have had an incredible ride the past several seasons, winning 84 games and two state championships. Thursday, they attempt to take the next step towards a three-peat, facing off against 24-5 Chadwick, coming off a huge quarterfinal victory Over Delta this past Saturday. And in the game, the Cardinals started fast. Shooting 60% in the first quarter en route to a 23-8 lead after one over Platte Valley. And was able to extend the lead up to 17 points in the second quarter. Platte Valley was able to get the deficit down to 12 to end the half. Down 29-17, to but Chadwick's hot shooting continued in the second half, enabling them to take a 48-30 to lead after three. Platte Valley fought hard in the fourth quarter, but wasn't enough as Chadwick pulls off the big win over number 4-ranked Platte Valley. 55-43 was the final score. We have the uh, post-game press conference from Platte Valley from those girls, and we will take you to that right now. We've
1: got three of our six seniors in here and Maggie Collins, so Maggie Collins is my far right. We have Aubrey Mattson, she's a senior. Sarah Langford's a senior and Kaylee Hobbers is a senior. Um, obviously not the result that, you know, we were we were looking for, but I f- really felt like the girls left it all out on the court and, you know, battled their hearts out to the very end. We faced a very well-coached team that, you know, they run their stuff and do what they do very well. Um Offensively, you know they run fast offense and and caught us where we're we're helping off those shooters and and they shot the ball at a at a high percentage and whenever a team shoots like that it's it's really tough to, you know I overcome that but I felt like you know we won the second quarter and despite I mean ourselves we didn't shoot it like we typically would, you know I I really feel like we're better shooters but you know just some how some some games go, um, you know. I really feel like there's a stretch there in the third quarter where, you know, we, we got strung a couple of buckets together, and you know, if we could have got a, a stops on on, you know, the defensive side, then we, we, it might have been maybe a little bit different. But give Chadwick a lot of credit because they were able to answer those with baskets themselves.
2: Coach, um, they just came out on fire, jump shooting. Um, what did? How did you have to adjust as as kind of that first quarter went on, and you obviously had to move Maggie on to number twelve? But um, what what talk about just when they came out firing, how that changed things?
1: Well, I mean, we could we could tell on film that you know that they're a guard-oriented team, um, you know, and then their other players just really battle and play hard. But uh, the girin girl and the little girl four, number four, number five they require so much attention and they can go both directions and really handle the basketball that, you know, as, and as patient as they are running that stuff, they kind of get you spread out and they get you where all of a sudden they're turning the corner and you have to step off shooters to give help. And, and we, we could tell on film that 12 and 22, um, could shoot it. Um, I didn't, you know, I didn't expect them to shoot it quite as what they good as what they did, but you know, they, they, uh, Shot at a high rate. I mean, yeah, we made some adjustments. We put Maggie on number twelve. Um, she, you know, she's she's guarded players like that before in the past. She does a great job for you know the position she plays. A lot of times, she she can get it out on the perimeter and move her feet, and you know that slowed her down for a little bit. So you know, I give Maggie credit for that. Coach, what about Maggie's performance tonight? Twenty five, I think, points or so. Just I mean, she was double teamed everything through there too. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've kind of played through Maggie all season long. And, you know, I mean, Maggie's got, you know, probably her best characteristic is just her competitive nature and her heart and the way she just battles. And, you know, double, triple teams, that didn't matter. And, you know, she's very unselfish. You know, she you saw her catching in there and um, she's – Finding that extra pass and passing the shooters. And you know, she believes in her teammates. She says it all the time. I hear her all the time. And the shots just didn't fall tonight. And you're going to have nights like that. There's been nights that we shot, you know, like Chadwick did tonight, but uh, this wasn't one of them.
2: Maggie. Um... Like coach said, the shooters were kind of struggling a little bit. But just what are you, what are you telling them as kind of a leader out there when, when shots aren't falling and you guys are trying to find that rhythm and you found it a little better that second half? Um,
0: I mean, our game plan never really changed uh, from the beginning to the end. It's always just uh, have confidence in your teammates, they'll have confidence in you, um, and that's, that was my mindset the entire game. Obviously, disappointing result, but um, going into tomorrow, how do you get the team back ready for still a big game?
1: Well, you know, I, I feel like I feel like the girls have taken you know a lot of pride in in every game they have played this season. Um, we've got six seniors that you know they get to they get to play their last game on on a pretty awesome you know court uh, stage, I guess if you will. Um, I think, not many teams know exactly when that you know last game of the season is going to happen. As they're, you know, they're going through the playoffs. They never know exactly when they're going to lose. But we get a we get to play our last game of you know two thousand twenty two twenty three tomorrow, and I feel like I got a group of girls that are going to leave it out on the court.
2: Sarah is one of the seniors on this team. What's it mean to have that opportunity tomorrow to bounce back from this? I mean, it it's, it means a lot. Like just. Getting to know that tomorrow is my last game and it's still on like one of the biggest stages I'll get to play on
0: in basketball. Leading Platte Valley in scoring was Maggie Collins, who finished with 24 points and 11 rebounds. Another double-double for Maggie. Briley Angle also finished with nine points for PV. The girls will face the Leeton Bulldogs for third place at noon on Friday. Leeton had a lead against number one-ranked Meadville in the final quarter, but the Lady Eagles were able to hold on for a 51-46 victory to put Meadville in the Class 1 state championship game. That that third-place game will take place at noon on Friday. The Platte Valley boys also came up short in their Class 1 semifinal, falling to two-time defending Class 1 champ South Iron, 65-49. The game was tied at 11 at the end of the first quarter, but a 14-0 run. By, by the Panthers lifted South Iron's lead to 13 points, but Platte Valley fought back to go down in the to only go down in the locker room 26 to 18. Both teams scored 17 points apiece in the third quarter to keep the lead at eight, which was 43 to 35 in favor of South Iron. But 11 to nothing run by the Panthers extended the lead to double digits as South Iron bests Platte Valley again. By the final score of 65-45 to 45 to 49, Memphis blithely led the team with 18 points. Justin Miller had chipped in with 10 points, and then Matt Germain added 9 points as well. How about Martez Burse? Had 27 points to lead South Iron. His brother Marquise also added 14 on the night. We have post-game press conference sound from the boys, and we are going to bring that to you right now.
3: Two of our seniors here in Memphis Bly on my right, Matt Germain on my left. Um... You got to get a lot of credit to South Iron. You know, it just seemed like they made big shot after big shot. You know, it, they did a good job in their zone of, especially the first half, forcing us into some turnovers because they're really active and long in that zone. And then it seemed like every time that we kind of made a run to get back in the game, they just, they knocked down a big shot. So, I, I mean, obviously, you know, they're two-time defending champions for a reason. And, you know, I thought they did. You got to give a lot of credit to
2: the things they did.
3: Coach,
2: uh, two a 14-0 run there in the the second quarter and then 11-0 in the the fourth. Just what was – was it kind of snowballing during that run or or those runs? Just talk about what you saw during those
3: two. Um, You know, especially in the second quarter, I thought, you know, just kind of snowballed a little bit. And, and, you know, I – I thought we did a great job. We talked about, let's get it to single digits by the time we went into halftime. And we did that, and I thought we had a couple opportunities. Maybe for even a couple more right there, we kind of left out there. But we kind of put ourselves in a position back in the game. I think there at the end, you got to attribute that a little bit of us trying to do some things defensively to, I mean, we had to try to take some chances. And when we took chances, they did a really good job of taking advantage of that. Uh, Coach, you kind of felt like they uh,
0: really kind of made a few turnovers there with their length, especially like. Passive
3: transition. Uh, kind of talking for tomorrow, how do you want to maybe adjust for that? Well, you know, hopefully we don't play a team <laughs> as long and athletic as they are. <laughs> but uh, they are. They're they're, they're they're a lot of reach, a lot of length, and really athletic. And they, they just do a good job of, you know, matching up out of their zone, do a good job of, of touching some things. So, you know, like I said, they you got to give them some credit for some of those things.
2: Matt, what was that adjustment like going against that length of, it's not just length, they pressure the ball too. So what were, what were the kind of the keys as the game went on and you guys adjusting to that? Um, it's something we haven't really faced all year with the length like that, but we
3: just, we just had to focus on keeping, taking care of the ball down the stretch. And I think we did better as the game went on of not throwing it into their hands. Coach, looking at
1: tomorrow, only two teams gonna finish the year with a win. Just what do you tell these guys that they are ready to go get third tomorrow?
3: um you know i we talked about in the locker room when you when you set your goals high the the risk for uh disappointment is much higher but i believe that's how you succeed not only in a game of basketball but you succeed that way in life is you set your goals high and you want to accomplish great things and sometimes there's going to become disappointment and they're disappointed right now i mean they set their goals awful high and they work really hard to achieve those goals and you know we're not going to get a play in the game we want to tomorrow but at some time we'll focus that we do get a play again you know for our seniors it's a chance to you know, not very many seniors get a chance to say, "I know when my last game's going to be," and we know it's our last game for our seniors. And you know, for our for our underclassmen, there's a, only a couple teams that get to start this next season with a winning streak. So, um, you know, we just want to. I have no doubt with the character of this team that we'll bounce back and we'll focus and we'll be ready ready to go. But right now, we're, right now, there's some disappointment.
2: Big game for their best player, number three, obviously. But Carter and Justin made him work all night. Just what what do you see from both? or what made him so difficult obviously and then what do you see from your guys trying to slow him down
3: well he's just difficult because he you know he's he's a really good shooter and obviously really long and penetrates really well and can get on the offensive boards and just super athletic so he can score a lot of different ways you know it's not just spotting up from the three point line or it's not getting all the way to the rim he you know he made some where where he pulled up and he just can score at all levels so that makes it really difficult to guard him
2: Memphis you uh Got to the line a couple times early, were aggressive on the drive. Was that kind of something you knew you were going to have to do despite their length and just talk about what was, what was going well for you offensively? Yeah, when we were watching film and everything, we knew we could run on them. And I thought just running early would just maybe put points up early and then just keep running on them and try to get to the free throw line to start off early. Yeah, Matt, what's the key for you guys as one of the seniors for this team to – to reset and deal with the disappointment, like your dad said, not playing in the game you want to be playing in tomorrow, but trying to
3: finish this with a win. Uh, yeah, I think it's I mean, it got to hurt now, and I think we just kind of got to give it a little bit of time, and then uh, we'll regroup, and we'll get ready for this next game tomorrow, and we'll go out there and watch the team we're going to play, and we'll prepare for that as well as we can.
0: The Platte Valley boys will play for third place on Friday morning at 10 a.m. versus Glasgow. They were defeated by St. Elizabeth in the other Class 1 semifinal. Tomorrow, the Bishop of girls will begin their quest for their first state championship since 1983 as they will face the New Haven Shamrocks. On Friday at 6 p.m., the Golden Eagles enter the game 27-3, while the Shamrocks will enter into the contest 17-10. But don't sleep on New Haven. They are coming off upsets in the sectional and quarterfinal rounds over St. Vincent. And East Carter should be a fun one. Winner of that game will advance to the state championship game on Saturday night at 8 p.m. The Plattsburgh Boys are also making their first appearance in the Final Four since 2019. They will front Principia at 2 p.m. on Friday. Tigers are in 30 and 0 on the season, while the Panthers enter in at 24 and 6. Again, that matchup will take place at 2 p.m. on Friday on Friday. The Lafayette boys will also be in action on Friday in the Class 4 quarterfinal. It is their first quarterfinal appearance since 2020 as they will face the Center Yellow Jackets in Sedalia on the campus of State Fair Community College. Winner of that game will advance to the Class 4 Final Four next Thursday. Tip-off for that game is set for 4 p.m. in Sedalia. That will do it for tonight's show. We will bring you um coverage tomorrow of Platte Valley's third place games, as well as the LeBlanc girls and Plattsburgh boys' semifinals. We'll update the brackets and everything as well. And we'll also preview the Benton girls and their quarterfinal game on Saturday and we'll bring you results of the Lafayette boys' quarterfinal matchup. All that, we will have that on tomorrow's Post-it Notes. That will do it for tonight's um, edition of the Post-it Notes here in Springfield. We will see you guys tomorrow night for another episode.